The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the ninth chapter. John said to Jesus, Teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he was not following us. But Jesus said, Do not stop him, for no one who does a mighty work in my name will be able soon afterward to speak evil of me. For the one who is not against us is for us. For truly I say to you, whoever gives you a cup of water to drink because you belong to Christ will by no means lose his reward. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a great millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. And if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life crippled than with two hands to go to hell, to unquenchable fire. And if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life lame than with two feet to be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to sin, tear it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than with two eyes to be thrown into hell, where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched, for everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good, but if the salt has lost its saltiness, how will you make it salty again? Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with one another. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, <clears throat> Jesus gives us some difficult words to ponder today. If your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. Let's spin that a bit. Exchange your eyes of darkness for the eyes of the apostles. How do we do this? We practice confession and absolution. In life, we are accustomed to trying to get rid of what we don't want. If you are a minimalist, you are always looking around the house to get rid of those items you haven't used in a while. Our culture has an obsession with trying to shed our extra pounds. We're continually instructed by our investment brokers and bankers to get rid of those unnecessary bills and invest more. We are being encouraged to reduce our waste by recycling. In short, in this life, we are trying to cast away the things which can hinder or weigh down the best parts of our lives. But why is it so difficult to cast away our sin? When we sin, we often try to hide our faults. The devil always tries to isolate us with our sins and our fears. And when it comes to our souls, we think we can hide away all those things that hurt us. We just store, store, store it away. The problem is, 
that these things then fester in the depths of our beings and can and eventually will destroy us. But how? If we continue on carrying our sins and our faults, we will either be alone in our despair or we will become prideful as we justify ourselves. Either way, we hide away the deepest and most important part of ourselves which we need for healthy relationships. If we cannot be honest with the Lord, we cannot ever have a truly honest and joyful relationship with others. The honesty of a rhythm of confession and absolution will bubble over even to the confrontation of our fears. The deeper level of confession and absolution, the plucking of the eye, is to converse with God about the things that tend to paralyze us. Take Elijah as an example. James mentions him positively as one who prayed and great things happened. But here is one of weakness. Elijah was on the run from Jezebel, who wanted him dead. He went a day's journey into the wilderness. The wilderness, as we remember, is the place where the devil prowls about. It's very dangerous. But this is what we often do in weakness and loneliness. We make bad decisions and we walk into danger. Elijah also thinks he is the only one left of the Lord's holy people. This isolated and fearful retreat to the wilderness also renders Elijah irrational. All these things can happen to us when we let sin either harbor within us or evil is chasing us down and then we become isolated. Elijah won't pluck out the eye. He lets Jezebel get the better of him. He is in retreat because of the trouble and the evil surrounding him. But confession and absolution restores holy community. It restores us. A life of contemplation looks outward to our sole source of comfort and help. Confession humbles and absolution fortifies. We need both. Cast away the eye that can only gaze upon that which destroys and let the church and all the saints lend you an eye that sees things clearly. This is where we realize that faith is not an isolated and solitary endeavor. We will not be a Christian for long if we are away from the altar. One cannot be long removed from one's pastors, Eucharist, and the holy community of saints gathered round. We often need the eyes, the hands, 
and the feet of brothers and sisters in Christ to aid us in our weakness. We see this with Elijah. He was overcome as he sat by the brook alone. In hunger he slept. But in his case, an angel of the Lord came to him and prepared a meal with the words, Arise and eat. And then Elijah was led to a cave where he encountered the Lord himself. And what the Lord did was he encouraged Elijah and sent him to others who belonged to the Lord. The whole story leads to Elijah going to Elisha where a blessed bond is forged. In a similar way, we see this in James' epistle for this morning. There is the encouragement for the sick to call the presbyters of the church to come and pray and anoint with oil. Then there is that ending statement of the epistle that if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone turns him back, he will save a soul from death. The soul led astray is holding on to the wicked eye and cannot see. The Christian who comes to turn him says, in effect, look through my eyes and see what I see. Today you approach the Lord's altar in the liturgy. The very act of confession and absolution in the church pulls you out of your isolation as you look into the pastor's eyes to hear the absolution of Jesus. Behold the victory of the cross over and against your fears. Your sins are cast away and you look through the eyes of the apostles as the scriptures are read. Your worries are cast away as the sermon paints you a different picture of light. And that picture is mercy, love, forgiveness, new beginnings, and the wounds of Jesus in victory as this holy light enters your eyes. Confession and absolution restores us into holy community as we journey with all the saints, the apostles and the prophets, evangelists and the martyrs who have given us their eyes to help us see ourselves in the light of Christ's love that doesn't condemn but offers eternal peace. In the holy name of Jesus.